It's the Pete, Matt and Kimber podcast for ABC Blinds November Mega Sale on now. Next 94.5. Hello, welcome to the podcast. G'day, welcome to the podcast. Hi, hi. Hang on, I need to do something here while you go. Just talk amongst yourselves okay. in the podcast. Oh, I'm, I'm getting a phone call. What? Who from? Who well, from? I was expecting this call from the blood bank in Perth. Are you? Oh. They want my plasma. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, give it to them. You can't get blood out of a stone. <laughs> <laughs> well, I gave them blood a few weeks ago, uh, and now they're like, hey, we need your give plasma. Give your plasma. Mm-hmm. Come um, and give, but we're currently still on air. Yes, and I can't, yeah. I can't yeah. take that call. Absolutely. Well, ta- take the call after. Okay. Um, while people are listening to what's coming up. I found the thing that I was after. Oh, yeah. The cola beer saga continues. <laughs> a long, long time ago. Actually, that's all I can use of that. Otherwise, we get yeah, done for that's copyright. Right, that's so. right. Yeah, we've got um, our own saga coming yeah. up if you keep using that. Yeah, yeah, I did yeah. like the drama, though. Ooh, yeah. Um, rest in peace, fax machines. Yeah, oh. fax machines. Oh. Man, that yes, was yes. technology right there. Not yeah. anymore. I mean, the technology has surpassed faxes by so much that we're playing the sound of an internet dial-up instead of a fax. What are you talking about, mate? Mm-hmm. What are you... This is a fax machine. It's not. Wow. Who knows? Um, <laughs> <laughs> who knows? And we took some calls from people who are having some serious issues when it comes to hunting for a house, whether it be to buy or rent. Mm. Um, and thank you for making me feel a little bit better about our tragic situation at the moment. Well, I mean, it used to be that you work hard and, you know, those sorts of things would just, you know, yeah, okay, mm. we can go and get a rental. Mm. Not anymore. No, no, no not at all. Uh, anyway, you'll hear more uh, on the way in the podcast. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Now, Maddie, you weren't here yesterday. No. But Kimber told a story about her mate Bryce, who had popped in for the weekend. It's a story of sadness. Real sadness. Yeah. And we just hope that nobody ever has to go through what he has. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm devastated. <laughs> um, after living, uh, one of the greatest exports of WA is cola beer. Yeah. See, for many years, um, for context, Bricycle and I lived together. Bricycle? Yeah. Okay. And um, every time he went back to see family. Are you could and- ride Bryce or what? <laughs> Uh, in my 20s, maybe I was. <laughs> but look, when he lived in, he'd go back home to see his family in Victoria and he'd take cola beer with him. Yeah. This time, no go. And I feel terrible at still in my fridge. I think it's my fault, Bryce. I put it in the fridge because I thought you wanted to drink it that night and I think it should have gone straight into your suitcase. Oh, well, I, I just didn't even think about it. Like, you know, we un- unpacked everything and, you know. And I totally forgot about it until you sent that photo. So I was devastated. I'm like, no! What do you love about cola beer, Bryce? What makes it so special? Um, I moved to WA uh, to study. Um, so, and I'd never been to WA. And um, it was just like, it was amazing that there was this entire beverage that I had never had before. So, Bryce, when are you next coming to WA? Oh, uh, look, um, I don't know. Um, it was four years between visits <laughs> in my wonderful Kimba. Well, COVID didn't help. Yeah. Um, All right, Bryce, we have to fix this. We can't have another four years between drinks. Do we just fly him back? So to speak. Uh, no, because we don't have the budget for that. Mm. Uh, uh, damn it. <laughs> what do we have the budget for? We, I think we have the budget for... We have no budget. Um, oh. We could buy we could buy a couple of litres of cola beer. Why don't we throw it out to our mix, fam? Is, what if anybody's going, where are you, Bryce? Uh, I live uh, near Torquay. Like in, Geelong. in Victoria. Geelong, right. Geelong Torquay. Geelong. Yeah. If, if we um, could throw it out there, 131060 to our mix, fam, is anyone going to Geelong? Yeah. In this next sort of, you know, because you can't you can't put this in your luggage. It's like smuggling drugs across the border. 
Like yeah. you, if, if, actually... someone's, if someone's flying to Geelong, they could totally take it there. Yeah. But they could, if anyone's driving over, like, would our mix fam do us a favour and take a bottle of cola beer to Bryce? Well, we can only I'm, ask. I'm, I'm willing to travel. If they're, they get to Melbourne, I, I will travel to Melbourne. To <laughs> like, Let's like, get I'm it good. across it's, Australia. Okay, all yeah. right. Um, we can take yeah. care of the, the cola beer Look, bottle. We even can, if we can, can only, make the purchase. What if people, someone goes, I can get it to Adelaide? And then we'll get someone in Adelaide to try and get it. Like we can, we can yeah. do this. All right. Well, um, <laughs> open open the lines, lads. Producer Kara, producer Rami. Let's let's go. Thirteen ten sixty. Is anybody heading over to Adelaide or Victoria in the next sort of week or so? We need to get cola beer to Geelong. Watch this space, Bryce. Mm. Thanks, Bryce. Awesome. I, I would be so ex- incredibly excited. Julie, are you heading over there? Um, I'll be going back home in the start of December. Oh, so you're oh. from Victoria. Yeah, I live in Geelong. Oh, 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 oh okay. This is a good start. That's a great Julie, start. Julie, do you understand the love of cola beer? Well, no, I don't actually. <laughs> <laughs> but you're willing to do it anyway. Yeah, well, if he loves it. Is it like sarsaparilla? No, oh, you haven't tried it. No. Oh, Julie, no, you've got to try cola beer. This is the thing. Cola beer doesn't taste like anything else, yeah. so, and so it's hard uh, to describe. Well, Julie, there was a guy, we played the audio yesterday, I'll play it again, a guy uh, in the UK reviewing what cola beer tastes like. It's this slightly bubblegummy, slightly fruity, slightly artificial, slightly medicinal, uh, all these kinds of flavours that roll into one. It's pretty accurate. Yeah, it's a really hard <laughs> flavour, but Julie, we I'll tell you what, that's a great start. It's great five start, weeks but she's five going weeks. home. It's, it's, a long time it's a bit far away, away, but it's great yeah. to have Julie there. Well, we're yeah. not giving up, that's for sure. Uh, Tom in Warnborough, what's the story here, mate? Um, my son and my granddaughters are coming over from Melbourne tomorrow. Yeah. And they'll be here for 10 days going back to Werribee. Oh, which is very close. Oh, we're getting yes. God, this is so right. good. So not as close as Julie no. for the bullseye, but no. But Julie's oh, not going for five weeks, and yeah. these guys are going to go home in ten days or so. Werribee is That's not correct. Okay. Yeah. Oh, right. Tom, you, what a pack of legends. Yeah. Um, Joanna in Mullaloo. What about you? Hi guys, how are you this morning? Good, good. Joe. Do you reckon you can help us get a bottle of cola beer to my friend in Victoria? Oh, uh, look, I head to Melbourne next Wednesday. Yeah. And I will be in Geelong on the 26th. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, gee, this, I mean, we're, we're, we're essentially, these, these are all They're excellent. All yeah. I, can, I mean, it's uh, too easy. I can't great. even believe you guys are just making this so easy. Well, it gives us the option, doesn't it, if he wants to travel up to or if he's oh, willing yeah. to wait. Yeah. Um, Daniel in Parkwood. We've had another one here. Daniel in Parkwood. Hi, mate. Hi, mate. How are you? Yeah, good. Daniel, is there any chance you could help us get some cola beer over to Victoria? I mean, if you guys want to spot some fuel and some front row tickets to Michael Bublé. Eh? <laughs> oh, fair course. Yeah. What are you willing Appreciate to do that. for the boob? Take cola beer to Victoria. <laughs> Excellent answer. When, when are you going, Daniel? Or is this something you'd actually do for the Bublé tickets because you don't have it planned? No, we, we definitely do it for the Bublé tickets. Oh, right, okay, jeez. <laughs> That's a great effort. <laughs> All of a sudden, Julie, Tom and Joanna going, damn it! <laughs> wow. I mean, Mix fam, we're going to uh, stay in touch, watch this space. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we're going to get it to Victoria. Yeah. Bryce is going to be so happy. All right, some stuff for us to chew on there. Oh, legends. You're all <laughs> legends. They really are. Yeah. and Kimber. Hey, you want to step inside my time machine? Yes, please. I'm going to take you back to 1987. 
1987, when cultural appropriation was just fun dress up. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is kids out there, you know, technology moves so quickly. And I, and I think it spins probably young people out to think, you know, I grew up in a time before mobile phones or internet, right? Mm-hmm. When I started work in 1987, finished at Cannington High and got a job at the ABC there yeah. on Adelaide Terrace, one of the first bits of technology I had to deal with was the facsimile machine. Why did we use an internet dial-up for the fax machine? Oh, now? yeah. Sorry, you'll have to speak up. <laughs> but this Pete, is... Pete's so young that he doesn't understand that that's not the sound of a fax. Well, and we couldn't find anything else. Don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I ain't George Lucas, right? I don't have Lucas sound. Faxes are so daggy, we don't even have a fax sound. It did have to connect yeah, to an did, internet connection did, to do what it had to do like what? that. Yes, it did. Now, well, we didn't have internet anyway. Carry if you on. don't know what a fax machine did, <laughs> basically these days you can take a photo of a document and just send it to someone off your phone. But yeah. it was it was a way of sending a document real time. It was an exact copy of the document to another office. It was anywhere a big in the deal. The it thing was read huge. our handwriting. It, read it was our amazing. Yeah. It was magic. Well, those days are over. Uh, certainly for, uh, in England, British Telecom, they, they have a thing called a USO, which is a universal service obligation, the things they have to provide for people. And finally, the end of the run for the fax machine. Oh, they do done. not have to offer that service anymore. Really? Well, if they're not offering it, there's not going to be many that are. No, no. Do you know some quirky facts, facts? <laughs> fax them. In 1982, a fax machine cost $20,000. It was It was the technology. It but was 20 grand. And even in 2016, the uh, world of Formula One, they were waiting for final confirmation about the sports 2017 engine regulations by fax. And Tony Abbott reportedly resigned from Prime Minister from his position by sending a fax. What? But that wasn't that long ago. I wonder if I there know, was something... I think 2015. In a time where we're so worried about uh, fraudulent activity, is there something about fax machines that is absolutely kosher? I don't know. Is it time yeah. to bring it back? I think so. <laughs> bring back the fax. <laughs> it's not a fax. It's not a fax, Pete. It's a fax. It's not a fax. Stop it with your fax. You've got me. I can't hear you. Pete, um, hey, uh, thirteen ten sixty. I'm gonna throw the lines open right now, mm. right? How's your house or your rental hunting going? And I am opening this up wide, guys. I'm basically just throwing the mixed lines open, and I just want to hear from people as to how they are going. Okay. Well, you're in struggle town at the moment. We aren't you? we're in a rough place. Like me, my wife, and the kids. We've been looking for a new house for quite some quite time some now. time. As I mentioned, you know, we've sold ours. Mm. Um, and look, another interest rate rise yesterday. The Reserve Bank heralding that there are way more on the way. Is Philip Lowe? The board's base case is that interest rates will need to go higher still. We need to bring inflation back to target, and that I think will require higher interest rates, and our forecasts have been prepared on that basis. If we need to step up to larger increases again to secure a return of inflation to target, we will do that. 2.85% rate, nine-year high. 
Philip, just very quickly, you know what? Can the rich people stop spending money? Because the poor mm. people have stopped. Well, that's right? the thing, we, isn't we, We've it? stopped yeah. already. Yeah, and I, I completely agree <laughs> yeah. with you because yeah. it is coming from that. Like, but I did go out there and see that people are still spending money. Mm. And they were forecasting the inflation rate to peak at about 7.4%. The new results came out just a week ago. 8% is our latest inflation rate, right? So mm. they're going, no, we're going to have to keep going higher. Now, we lost our fifth run at a house on Monday. and let Five me, times we've had a go. Five times we've had a go. And let me just explain. We're not sitting there taking a win on our place and trying to lowball. Like, we get that sure. the market's hot at the moment, right? But yeah. we are stretching to within an inch of our budget, uh-huh. and we are losing places. Just to put it into perspective, the, um, the people who won on Monday, and I say win, I know real estate agents will tell you at the moment it's not an auction. Everything's an auction. Right. Right. So um, they had to come up $110,000 from their original offer Ooh, because wow. there was that much competition. Okay. And gone are the days of being able to just sort of enter into a decent negotiation. Like we've only ever bought a house under that pretense. You go in there, you like the place, you go, this is what I think it is. And then you enter into negotiation. Now you have to place a bet. And I'm calling it placing a bet yep. on an app called Rezo. R-E-S-O. And what happens is you put in your offer and everybody else puts in their offer and it's subject to, like, it's it's end-of-date sales, right? So they give it plenty of time. And you get a ranking, right? So, like, this app ranks you and it tells you where you are, first, second, third, fourth, fifth. You call the real estate agent just trying to get some sort of decent definition around what those numbers are. Sorry, mate, I can't tell you too much. No, I just can't got to keep t- it open. We've got to keep it. I can't tell you. I can't tell you what's going on. And then you get a little bit closer. So can you tell me now? Can you give me a shot? Yeah. And the other thing that they're doing at the moment as well is you'll rock up to a place and they'll say, like, offers over 900. You get there. Yeah, they're looking at offers over 1.1 million. Right. Right? Like, that's, that's just to give you a bit of an idea mm-hmm. of, like, if you're buying in the northern suburb, that's what's happening. I notice, I notice a lot of houses don't even have the price anymore. They they're don't. They're just going, really? just give us your offers. Expression of interest. they're just wanting to go as high as they can possibly go. My favourite at the moment is expression of interest. Yeah. And you express your interest yep. if you can even get a hold of someone in the first place yes. and your interest is never quite good enough. I'm right? sure everyone's having the same experience, though, because you're obviously in that market. There'd be people out there that are just trying to get houses and are just having the same problem well, every time. Well, we've decided, nah, we've had enough, so we're going to rent. Now, that's okay. that's well, another problem, that's a, right? Yeah, because at the moment, if you go out there and you go to rent a place, you're paying, on average, double for rent that you would a mortgage really at this particular mm, point in time, yeah. right? Depending on where it is that you want to go. And that's even if you can get them to call you back. We're calling places at the moment going, hey, we're interested in this house. Blah, blah, blah. Sorry, can't get a hold of them. They'll call you back. You never hear from them. Right. Like there is, this is just how nuts this market is at the moment. And I wanted to talk about it because I'm experiencing it firsthand. And I know there's a lot of people out there yeah. who are experiencing it as well. Their mortgages are about to mature. So they're going to have to look for something different. They're being kicked out of their houses if they're renting because mm. they can't mm. stretch that extra hundred dollars that mm. it's gone up at the moment. Mm-hmm. So give us a call, please. The phone lines are open 13, 10, 60. I want to hear how your experience is going. Cam in Forestfield. What's the story? You're struggling to find somewhere? Yeah, so last year my um, uh, original owner sold and there was this period where um, for settlement and all that, I'm a single mum and I was a student at the time um, trying to make, uh, uh, after divorce, and trying to make a life for me and my boys. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, just um, 
I applied for 47 houses. <gasps> oh, and it, it was just heartbreaking. It's yeah. mentally because you just makes you feel like there is that stigma with single parents in general, not yes. male or female. Yes. And so there was um, agencies of telling me, don't bother applying for this one. They won't give it to a single um, single mum, you know, oh, because no. of that stigma. Yep. And because and, you're a student. And I and start, be, yeah, yeah, yeah. So and so and now I'm facing. So it's like every time it comes around again. And by the scope of my teeth, the new owners, I begged them because I was a student. I said, look, I don't know where to go. Like, you know, can I stay in, until I finish studies? And I've finished my studies. But January, come this January, I'm in a similar position. Yeah. Or I'm going to have a major rent increase. Cam, wow. uh, Cam, how many kids you got? I got three beautiful boys, and three how, gentlemen. How old are they? Fourteen, um, ten, and six. Mm. Oh, that's so, tough, yeah. Cam. Yeah, and you it's, know what? Um, like, to top that off, coming into things like Christmas and like all the stress that's associated with this time mm. of the year, up at forty-seven houses. Yeah, and you kind of—it's like it's tough because the tenants, you know, begrudge the landlords for upping the rent and whatnot. But landlords are sometimes also found themselves in a position where they lost jobs over COVID, and, mm. and that's what the market's doing. The market's and, shifting. But inter- like the mar- you say, the market—you know—the interest rate rises. Like your average, what is it? A half million dollar mortgage at the moment, which are probably a lot of these houses. That that they own, yes. Um, like we're talking hundreds, if not into the thousand, like past a thousand dollars in yeah. terms of their repayments. Corey yeah. and Kelm, Scott, last one here, mate. Just quickly, what about you? Yeah, um, I actually got lucky. If you can call it that, and I was able to buy a house. But since buying a house, we haven't paid the same amount repayment like a month. It no. just keeps going up. It's now like eight hundred dollars more than what it was when we first got oh. our. And, and our mortgage, yeah. and that was only back in May. Yeah. Wow. And we know things are changeable, but you make decisions based on certain plans. Yes. And for every single payment that Corey's made to have gone up since he bought a home, <laughs> that's tough to plan for. And frightening. Yeah. yeah. 200 bucks a week, mate. Yeah. 200 bucks a week, Corey's having a fork out for extra there. Yeah. Pete, Matt and Kimber. Volunteers are needed for Australia's biggest Christmas lunch. This is where you can dive in and help those struggling and in need, and we definitely need your donations, please. For more on this, we're joined by Georgina Westgarth. She's the event manager for Mission Australia. Good morning to you, Georgina. Good morning, guys. How are you? Thank you for having me. Oh, thanks for being here, Georgina. We're thrilled to get behind this because every year we know Mission Australia put on the Christmas lunch in the park. It's a really big event for a lot of people who don't have anyone to spend Christmas with. It's a very important day and you need people to jump on board and help out. That's right, we do. Absolutely. We need lots of people with uh, overflowing Christmas spirit to come down and help us out on the day. We need about 320 volunteers to help us to stage the event, and that includes volunteers on the actual day, but also for people who may be busy on Christmas Day. We have some roles and shifts in the lead-up the week before as well. And what what are volunteers doing in the lead-up, and then what are they actually doing on the day, Georgina? So in the lead-up to the event, we need lots of Christmas elves to help us do some fun things like decorating the marquee, putting up the Christmas trees and uh, getting all the tables and table settings and everything ready for our wonderful guests. And then on the actual day, we've got volunteers who will be greeting our guests, uh, who will be helping to run food, to play games with the kids uh, and uh, all sorts of fun things on the day as well. 
Georgina, each year you expect about 1,200 people to come down. That's a lot of people to feed and, you know, make feel special on the day. Are you expecting the same number or more this year? I mean, it's been quite a difficult year for people. It all depends. Um, Obviously, in the past couple of years, we have been affected by COVID. Um, But um, as we all know, times are tough for, for many people, increasingly so. And uh, traditionally, we see about twelve to 1,500 people come down on Christmas Day. Right. And uh, we don't turn people away. So we, um, we're ready uh, to help feed and welcome and, um, you know, make people have a great day and uh, forget about their challenges for Christmas Day. Mm. So uh, registrations are now open. They close on November 15. To volunteer, donate or fundraise for this year's Christmas lunch in the park, you can go to christmaslunchinthepark.com.au. Yes, Kim. And I just wanted to point out too, this is an incredible thing, Pete, is that for just a donation of $100 provides Christmas lunch, gifts and care packs for a family of four. Yeah, so it goes a long way. A long way. Yep. Um, make sure you head to the website. Donate if you can't volunteer. Volunteer if uh, if you can. And, uh, yeah, we look forward to having you there. Georgina Westgarth is the event manager for Mission Australia. Thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you so much, guys. Pete, Matt and Kimber. That was the Pete, Matt and Kimber podcast for ABC Blind's November Mega Sale on now. Next 94.5.